Hi, this is Clinton from the Comedy Forecast podcast, found right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Found? Was it lost? The following audio drama is rated restricted for anyone listening under the age of 17. Frequent or prolonged examples of adult situations, violence, or coarse language may apply. Ooh, this should be good. Wasn't she a good sport, ladies and gentlemen? Come on, give her a hand. That's good. You didn't get the big prize, honey, but that's all right. And don't worry, those welts will go down in a few days, and you'll be fine to be able to go back to the swimming pool. Well, Don, tell us who our next contestant is. Right you are, Johnny. Well, our next contestant hails all the way from Pensacola, Florida, where he sells siding insurance. His name is Darren Benglob. All right, Darren, come on out here. Come on, stand right here. Come on, get ready to play the next round of whatever the hell the name of this show is. Well, Darren, how are you? I'm fine, Johnny. I understand you hail from Royal Oak, Michigan. Pensacola, Florida. Needles, Arizona? No, Pensacola, Florida. Are you sure it's not Oneonta, New York? I'm sure it's Pensacola, Florida, Johnny. Pensacola it is! Very well played (laughs) there. Thank you. Everybody shut up. This is my show and I'm in no damn mood, understand? Good. Now then, Darren, is it safe to assume that you're a sporting man? What brought you to that conclusion, Johnny? Well, I can't help but notice that you're dressed like a hockey goalie. Ha, well, it's my personal fetish, Johnny. And how do those clothes make you feel? Puckish. (laughs) (laughs) Very amusing. (laughs) Ow. For future reference, I do the jokes around here, Buster, so if you have anything funny to say, keep it to yourself. Sure. Good thing I was wearing this hockey mask. Well, Darren, you're zero for one, and are you ready to play your first round? Who's buying? Oh, it's on the network. In that case, I'll have a Tanqueray and Tonic. Are you sure you won't have a scotch and soda? Nope. How about a Harvey Wallbanger? Nope. Tanqueray and Tonic. Darren, I'm prepared to offer you a triple Bacardi with a beer chaser. Oh. No, I'm going to go with the Tanqueray and Tonic. All right, Darren, let's see your choice. Oh. oh, I'm sorry, Johnny. The correct answer was a scotch and soda. Ah, shit. But since you've been such a good sport there, Darren, we're prepared to give you this consolation prize. Don, tell him what he's won. Right you are, Johnny. Darren's won a Tanqueray and Tonic. Ah, crap, and I wanted a Harvey Wallbanger. Ow. Say, that is a handy thing to have in your face on this show, isn't it? That's absolutely right, Johnny. Oh, wow, thank you. Oh, I can't believe it. I, I never win anything. Tell him what he's won, Don. Right you are, Darren. Johnny's won the opportunity to be a voiceover announcer on a famous game show starting right now. Honest and for true? Right you are, Johnny. Come on up here. That's right. Just play, trade places with Don there. All right, Don, come on down you, here. You just take the microphone, Johnny, and settle in there. Johnny, why don't you tell us who our next contestant is? Well, Darren, our next contestant is Don Anderson. Well, come on down here, Don. <laughs> Don, welcome to the program. Now, now, what is it that you do for a living there, Don? Well, Darren, up until a second ago, I was the announcer for this program, but it seems like I'm out of a job. Unemployed, you say? Well, that's too bad, Don. Sounds like you could use a drink. I sure could there, Darren. The correct answer, Johnny. Tell him what he's won. Well, Darren, Don's won a Tanqueray and Tonic. Mmm, can't wait to drink that. Now, Don, you've won a Tanqueray and Tonic. Are you willing to trade it for a Harvey Wallbanger or possibly a Scotch and Soda? I'll take all three. Oh, I never heard three bells go off. What does that mean? Well, Darren, it sounds like all three of us have won. Well, that's drinks all around. Hot diggity dog. So, what did we win, Johnny? Well, looks like we all get the announcer's job now, Darren. Sweet. Let's give it a whirl. All right. I've got one right here. Ready? Yeah. I'm ready. I'm good to go. Let's, let me just take the hockey mask off. Okay. okay I'm okay. three. Ready? Right. One, one, two, two three. three. August 17th, 2005. You're experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Oh, that went well. Bottoms up, boys.
Good Wednesday to you all. You're listening to Technical Difficulties. I'm your host, Cayenne Chris Conroy. Broadcasting from the most cluttered studio on the planet. Welcome back to our comedy podcast, Technical Difficulties. Spelled with K's because it's dumber that way. If you've never heard the show before, this is a scripted comedy podcast, as you may have guessed from the pre-opening music sequence there. It was performed and scripted and uh, mostly by me and occasionally by other people when they're around to help me join in, which they aren't this week, so it's an entirely solo podcast this week. I'll be providing you with all your hilarity and the voices and so on and so forth. And uh, that's the show. Haven't been able to work out that schedule, so no Zoo Patrol this week. I'm sorry if you people have missed it. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, and this is the first time, I suggest you go back and look through the podcast for the words Zoo Patrol, and you'll see what I mean. Uh, that's with my partners in crime there, John Henry and Phil Edwards. And they're not in this week, I'm afraid, unless things change. In which case, I'll probably have to change this opening again. But if you're hearing this, then guess what? No Zoo Patrol. You're stuck with me. Now, I can see by my counter line here that exactly, oh, five minutes, right there. Five minutes have gone by, and that's the first five minutes of the show. You've devoted five minutes of your life that you'll never get back to me. Thank you so much. Just remember that. You've, you've given that, that much of your life to me, and I guess that's reward enough. Let's begin with a comedy, shall we? This week's episode of Technical Difficulties Collection of Predictably Fake Ads is brought to you by Grand Theft Auto Washington, D.C. Edition. Start your criminal career as a menial teenage callboy, giving blowjobs to conservative Christian senators, and work your way up through the criminal ranks to the position of high-powered Republican lobbyists. A fully immersive 3D mission-based game, you'll be free to do virtually anything you want. Beat the shit out of old ladies for their retirement funds. Convince young minority men it's their duty to serve their country, and then slash veterans' benefits to pieces. Launch smear campaigns against grieving mothers. Burn the Bill of Rights. Sell the country to corporations and theocrats. Bilk Native Americans out of casino money. And commit numerous ethical violations with Tom DeLay. Act now, and you get the special secret Hot Coffee Edition, where you get to have hot, steamy, explicit sex with Ann Coulter, Michelle Malkin, and Bill Falafel O'Reilly. That's GTA DC Edition, where if you've got the money, the government is your toy, just like in real life. Are you addicted to Japanese animation? Can't get those giant Osamu Tezuka eyes out of your head? Melt into a melodramatic puddle at the thought of revolutionary girl Utena? Do you sink into an ocean of saccharine cuteness at the thought of Digicharat and a little snow fairy sugar? Still grousing over the end of Cowboy Bebop and Eva? Then maybe, just maybe, you could use... House of Otaku's Anime Addiction Patch. So if you can't resist the urge to watch Card Captor Sakura for the umpty ump time, then just slap one of these stylish pink and blue babies on your upper bicep and feel the special medicated formula flow directly into your bloodstream. Whether it's Chibi Kawaii or Shonen Cool, this doctor-tested and proven formula accurately mimics the brain chemicals responsible for addiction to anime. Whether your habit is petite kokoro library size or massive mega one-piece size, the House of Otaku Anime Addiction Patch is just right for you. Warning, do not attempt to use while trying to counteract the works of Hayao Miyazaki. There is no defense against Hayao Miyazaki. Seems it's always raining in L.A. When I first moved here, they told me the weather would be nothing but clear skies and smooth sailing. But ever since I arrived, it's nothing but rain. And in this town, when it rains, it pours. And when it pours... The sewers back up and you get really icky stuff in your shoes. That describes my job pretty clearly. Icky stuff in my shoes. 
My name is Frank Melman and I'm a cop. L.A. is my beat. My cop beat. Culled from the files of the L.A. Police Department, we now present Cop Beat. True tales of the L.A. Police in action. Embellished somewhat. My name is Detective Melman. I work out of the LAPD Homicide Division. Well, normally I would work out of narcotics, but uh, recently narcotics and I have been speaking. Narcotics caught me in a little tryst with vice, and anyway, some bad words were exchanged and a few misunderstandings, and to make a long story short, uh, Homicide said I could stay on their couch. So I was working at a Homicide. I was driving down the PCH at night, typical rainy August evening. That's when the call came in. Melman speaking. Melman, this is Captain Whitaker. Where are you right now? I'm on the PCH right in Malibu. Well, get downtown to the precinct right now. I have a very important case for you. Couldn't you just tell me over the phone? You know I hate talking to people over the phone, Melman. Get in here now. Besides, it's not safe to drive while operating one of those things. One of what things? Cars. It's not safe to drive while operating a car. The city doesn't pay you to be a wise guy, Melman, does it? Actually, according to my contract, it does. Does it? Well, then keep up the good work and get in here now. Two hours later, after a terrifying trip through the rain, I found myself downtown in the precinct house. I was standing in front of Captain Whitaker. He didn't look too pleased. Melman, what the hell took you so long? Sorry, Captain. I would have been here sooner, but I probably would have gotten killed during the trip. You think the city pays you to consider your own personal safety there, Melman? It definitely doesn't pay me for that, sir. Exactly. Now I have a tough assignment for you, Melman. Would you care for a snort first? Sure. You know, Melman, I've worked in this business for over 40 years, and I've never seen anybody inhale brandy through their nose like you do. Uh, well, thank you, sir. It's an acquired skill. Now about this case. Ah, yes, the case. Horace Bildstoner, the famous art collector, has been murdered in his own gallery. It's a very difficult case for you to figure out there, Melman. We're a little baffled ourselves. As near as we can tell, there was no way for the murderer to get in or out of the house. None at all? None whatsoever. In fact, the building has no doors or windows. How did the body get in there? I'll leave you to hash that one out, Melman. All right. How about uh, sewer gnomes? I uh, use their magic wands made of dung to magically materialize the body inside the building. And, uh... I was thinking that perhaps you could go to the gallery and gather some clues. <sighs> all right. Fine, fine. Kill all my fun. So he doesn't pay you to have fun, Melman. That's what the government does. So where's this gallery, then? Malibu. It's right on the PCH. Is this Bill Sterner's blue gallery? Ah, so you know the place, huh? Yes, I was driving right past it when you called me. They were all cop cars out in front of it. Well, you won't have any trouble finding it then, will you? Better get going. You really like making my life difficult, don't you, Captain? Indeed I do. And remember what I said. It's dangerous to operate that car while driving. Make sure to use the phone if you have to. What? The captain liked to keep his men on their toes by confusing the bejesus out of them. And I have to say it worked. It took me five and a half hours to get all the way back to Malibu. I kept trying to drive my car by not driving by using my phone while driving. Anyway, I finally did get there in one piece. A little wet, but in one piece. Alright! This is the police. We have the building surrounded. We want you to come out with your hands up or we will start shooting! Sergeant. Yeah? Oh, oops, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm Detective uh, Melman. Homicide. Ah, uh, Detective, you're just in time. He's holed up in there and he won't come out. Who is, Sergeant? Well, the body, sir. 
the body. Yeah, he's a stubborn little bastard, but we'll get him out of there before long. Just you wait. Sergeant, even if he could come out, the building has no windows or doors. How is he supposed to come out here? Well, don't pass it around, but I know some sewer gnomes. I like the way you think, Sergeant. But how do we even know there's a body in there? Well, we got an anonymous tip here, Sergeant. Where? Right here. Ick. Now, if you'll flip it over and look on the back there, Detective, you'll notice it says, There's a body in here. Did the person who leave this leave anything else? Just this pair of craps. Hmm, sounds dicey. Detective, do you think that the person who left these and the murderer could be one and the same? One and the same what? One and the same person. Two and one person? That's one short of a trinity. Are you saying God did this murder? I don't think so, Detective. Besides, God's outside of our jurisdiction since he has diplomatic immunity. But you know what I do think? Yeah? I think I know who might have done it. Who do you think? Jimmy Dice Murderer Venditti. Yeah? Yeah, the M.O. fits. He likes to murder people and leave their bodies inside of buildings with no windows or doors and leave tips and dice out in front. Sergeant, you just invented this person right now, didn't you? Oh, all right. Yes, I did. But if there was a person like that, it would have made our job a whole lot easier. You sure can say that again, Sergeant. All right. If there was a person such as that, I... Hold on, Sergeant. Just take a look at this over here. Why? Why? What is it, Detective? Why, it looks like a door handle. It's in the bushes here and covered with blood. Now, I wouldn't worry about that, Detective. Those are just blood-handled door bushes. They always look like blood-covered handles are growing out of them, and it really does confuse Detective. Sergeant, who... Sergeant, stop making things up like that. It's very unprofessional. Oh, all right. Now, there's a hole in the wall right here. It looks like just the right size and shape for this bloody door handle. Sergeant, did you notice this when you first came here? Um, yes, I did. And, uh, uh, uh well, I thought that, uh... Yeah... Maybe I should leave it for you so that you uh-huh. would have something to do when you got here and not feel, you know, invalidated in your profession uh-huh. line of detective work. Sergeant. Detective? Thank you. You're a credit to your badge. Ah, ah, you're absolutely welcome there, Detective. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Let's uh-huh. see what happens if we insert this handle into the hole. Uh-huh. Give it a turn. Wow. What? There's a door here. Amazing. And it's hidden. Yes. All right, Sergeant, I'm going to open this door and go in. Right. Guns drawn. We're ready, Sergeant. I'm right behind you, Detective. If anything happens, it'll happen to you first and give me time to duck. Right. Let's go. See anything, Detective? It's kind of dark, I'm not sure, but it looks like it could be a guy with a gun. Yep, guy with a gun. Good call, Detective. Uh Uh-oh. Next time, on Cop Beat. Oh, my head. Am I dead? Yes, I'm afraid you are, Melman. We're all dead and in hell. Kind of sucks, doesn't it? Do I still have my job? More or less. Yeah, it sucks. Sure does. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Technical Difficulties. I once again, again, am your host, Kyan Chris Conroy. Uh, seemed like one big long sketch this week, didn't it? Sorry if that uh, threw you there. 
I think it's because I front-loaded it quite a bit with the opening pre-music uh, stuff. Anyway, whatever. Go over to NosewaterTokyo.com and buy some cool gifts for people. Huh? Cool Japanese gifts. It's the bestest shop ever. And while you're floating around, why don't you go over to StrangeBrainRadio.com, a podcast I'm most fond of, and the proprietor of Strange Brain has just been... Uh, Really, Rusty Bender has been a real real booster and shot in the arm for my show there. Uh, I'd also like to thank uh, Garrick Van Buren and Tim Dressen. Uh, Garrick Van Buren of First Crack Podcast for helping out. With my wife's podcast also, you can hear an interview with Garrick um, over at uh, at uh, sugrandies.libsyn.com. Yeah, strangebrainradio.com. And uh, Uncomfortable Questions with Sue Grandies at uh, suegrandies.libson.com. Or you can just head over to the Podcast Minnesota site, and uh, you can one-click to all of them. You can find them all right there. Uh, also, thanks to Wanda Wisdom at uh, Lucky Bitch Radio for the support. La, la, la. Anyway, uh, give me a, drop me a line if you'd be so kind over at uh, techdiff, T-E-K-D-I-F-F. .tcinternet.net or comment at my site at uh, techdiff.com. That's my uh, libsyn.com site. And, uh, you know, drop a line there and uh, and uh, tell your friends and subscribe and like that. You know? I like my show. By the way, the numbers are starting to crawl back up oh so torturously slowly. They're getting back up there, but uh, keep going and uh, keep your eyes open for the black box. And uh, take care. Talk to you next week. Bye. No, oh, by the way, uh, let me clarify that. Tim Dressen of 500 by Midnight is a Minnesota podcaster. He has a great show. Go listen to that. And Wanda Wisdom and my wife, Susan Grandies, and Garrick Van Buren and a whole host of other podcasts are available at, the, at podcastmn.com. Uh, or is it podcastmn.org? It's one of those two. And uh, if you... Uh, and Rusty Bender of Strange Brain Radio is at strangebrainradio.com, and he's not part of that Minnesota web podcaster, so ignore what I said earlier. And Go over to Strange Brain and subscribe to the others and get on there and support, uh, support podcasts. They're fun. Okay, now I'm done. Get out of here. So, do you have children, or are you just a child at heart? In which case, Saturday Story Circle might be a good place to kickstart your weekend. Because we have the very best of family-friendly audio, which is all rated G for great. Join us on the main Mutual Audio Network feed, or you can find us at the Saturday Story Circle, wherever you get your podcasts. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together. Together.